You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror, the black in the And knowing was half the battle. Yo, yo. It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey guys, welcome to a very special episode of Saturday Morning Rewind. We are actually celebrating our birthday this time around. Exactly two years ago this month, Saturday Morning Rewind was born. So for the very first time ever, I wanted to reach out to somebody we've interviewed before to have back on the show to celebrate the special occasion, and Tom Kenny was more than happy to join us today. Attention everyone, attention please. Now that we're all here, I officially declare the party switch to be in the on position. It's always great talking to Tom, he's such a great guy, super nice, super talented of course. And in this interview we talk about Shakes the Clown, it's the older movie he did being friends with Bobcat Goldthwait, Clarence, one of his newer cartoons, the second SpongeBob SquarePants movie coming out soon, and a project he did called Rocky and Bullwinkle, where he plays Bullwinkle. It's a short little interview because I was told to keep it short because Tom, as you know, is a really busy guy. So it's about 15 minutes. It's short but super sweet. It's going to be great. But real quick, got a couple things to plug here. Please remember to check out our website. SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Really cool website. Pictures, audio, YouTube videos, reviews of cartoons, toys, movies, video games. Uh, we got a tribute page where I pay tribute to all the voice actors who have passed over the time. I got contests where I give away merchandise, DVDs. The podcast page, of course, is on there. It's just a really cool site. Go check it out. And of course, while you're there, please follow us on Facebook and Twitter and rate us on iTunes. All the links can be found on the website. Also, one more thing. Next month, do not miss it. Don't miss next month's episode. It's going to be amazing. I'm telling you now. It's an interview I thought I would never get. I've actually been told by other people that he won't come on the show because he just doesn't do interviews, especially lengthy interviews. But the one and the only Corey Burton is joining me next month here on the podcast. And it's a little over an hour and a half long. I mean, we get pretty deep into his, his, his resume. For those of you unfamiliar with Corey's work, here's some quick audio samples. We gotta catch him fast! Before my fans kill me! Oops, did I say my fans? Oh, I meant the Rescue Rangers fans! Hello, me! Cast off! Why didn't she lose her voice instead? That's why you need bagpipe. Ogre's already Dookie's faithful fans. We're also playing a huge trip next year. Gary and I, Gary who also works on the website and helps with the podcast and stuff, we are going to be going to the D23 2015 Expo in Anaheim next August. So any of you guys out there, you know, you, you're planning on going, please, we, we'd love to meet up with you guys. It would be so cool. So you can contact us on the website, SaturdayMorningRewind.com. We also have a lot of plans for the website and podcast. And there is a donation link on the website. So if you like what you hear, you like what you see, Go check out the donation page. We take dollar. We take more. You know, what do you feel like giving? It's going to go 100% to the podcast and website, and it'll really help us out. 
But all right, I've bored you enough with all my plugging. So sit tight, because here is Tom Kenny. Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! I know that you were very good friends with Bobcat Goldthwait uh, growing up as kids. What age did you guys meet? Bob and I met when we were uh, six years old. We were in first grade uh, at a little tiny uh, Catholic grammar school in East Syracuse, New York, good old St. Matthews. <laughs> and uh, Bob was, uh, you know, he was a kid my age. At, the, at that time, he was a little chubby kid, and I was a skinny kid. So we sort of had this natural Laurel and Hardy uh, appearance yeah. anyway. But uh, he, he and I just naturally uh, bonded. You know, I, I the first <laughs> uh, the story I've, I've, I've told the story uh, a few times, and people always seem to like it. Is that you know the first time I became aware of Bobcat Goldthwait was in first grade. There were two different first grade classrooms, and his nun, uh, the nun who taught his class, came dragging him in by his ear. She was crying, <laughs> he was crying, and she just sort of threw him at the nun that taught my classroom and said, "Sister, I can't." take him anymore. I can't take the gold weight for He's driving me crazy. And uh, I just looked at Bob and <laughs> you can tell he felt bad too. You know what I mean? He's like, he, you know, he wasn't a bad kid. He was just uh, very spirited. And at that point I said, I got to get to know this kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> we bonded that day and went all through uh, grammar school and high school together. <clears throat> you know, started doing stand-up in our a little hometown together when we were teenagers, just doing Open, you know, open mics and kind of starting our own open mics when there weren't any and, um, you know, playing in bands together, rock and roll bands. And, uh, you know, we've been the best man at each other's weddings oh, and all that. So it's kind of, it's kind of a lifelong friendship that's, um, kind of unusual, especially since, you know, we both start out kind of so far, far away from, uh, Los Angeles, you know, oh. both ge- geographically and, mentally uh you know uh, in, in the way that we grew up you know saying that you want a career in show business that you want to be mel blank or george carlin or uh-huh. you know, whoever we wanted to be you know it was kind of considered kind of crazy and and unrealistic yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and the, you guys were incredible in shakes the clown by the way oh thanks yeah that's uh you know it's funny like shakes was pretty much of a bomb when it uh, came out, whatever that was, 92, 93. Uh-huh. And, uh, now, you know, it's kind of steadily gained this crazy cult following. In fact, uh, just a few months ago in San Francisco at the San Francisco Sketch Fest, we did a live reading of the Shakes the Clown script really? with many of the original cast there. You know, myself, Julie Brown, Bobcat, uh, Florence Henderson. Wow. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, no, no, Adam Sandler or Robin Williams, but uh, Kevin Pollack, who probably does Robin Williams better than Robin <laughs> Williams does, uh, uh, sat in and played Robin Williams. So it was uh, it was really fun. And it, you know, a rainy Sunday afternoon in San Francisco, pouring rain, like a weird time, like four p.m. in the afternoon, and uh, you know, thirty dollar tickets, and the, the, you know, the last day of a three week long festival. Uh, the show to my surprise and shock, like totally sold out, like crazy standing wow. room only. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you never know, you know, you, you, you kind of drop these pebbles in the water. <laughs> and sometimes the ripples take years and years to turn into anything. Cause mm-hmm. I just remember that, you know, that movie really did not get a, a very good reception at the time. I mean, you know, there were, there were pockets of people, uh, you know, none of them with any power. They were all just, just 
fans who who loved it. And uh, but but I think to the to the general public, it was regarded as you know kind of a kind of a misfire. Yeah, it's, it's a great movie. So I, if Thank you guys you. if you guys ever get back together making anything else, I'm I'm there. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was fun because, you know, Shakes the Clown is largely, uh, you know, the large portions of it are ad-libbed. So oh, when nice. we were there in San Francisco a few, uh, a couple of months ago, and we were ready to, to do the reading. Bob, Bob realized that there's not really a script. That whole, <laughs> you know, the whole pages of the script are, you know, Tom ad-libs, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that goes on for three pages. <laughs> so he had to hire, you know, one of these companies, that transcription companies that'll, that just comb, you know, just transcribes. Uh-huh. You know, watches the movie and transcribes it, and uh, you know when you see some of that stuff written down, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty, pretty goofy. <laughs> I, I see that you're making a SpongeBob two movie. Yes, we've been hard at work on the SpongeBob, uh, the second SpongeBob movie. Uh, you know, the first one was years ago. Yeah, uh, what was it 2007 w- or something? Yeah, it was something um, a long, long time ago. A long time ago, and you know it, it did well. And uh, but Steve Hillenburg. Uh, much to the consternation of, uh, you know, executives, <laughs> uh, was not ready to make another SpongeBob movie. Just didn't think that he had a story that warranted the longer running time and all that. And you know, you got to know Steve Hillenburg. He doesn't think like anybody else in show business. He, you know, he, even when he had no money, he didn't care about money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, the integrity of of the product is so important to him so he you know he didn't want to do another movie for no reason um and so uh you know years later he said okay i got a story that i think is worth spending 90 minutes on uh and he uh he pitched it to nickelodeon so yeah we got it coming out it's it's actually paramount's uh you know paramount has this uh, newly activated uh, animation division and uh, we are their first film that they're oh, doing nice yeah, so so there's there's kind of a lot riding on it. It makes me a little nervous. Yeah, uh, we're we're having a. I'm, I'm, I was born nervous, so we're, <laughs> we're having a we're having a lot of a lot of fun, and uh, you know all the original cast and uh, you know some some uh, fun uh, drop in uh, guest stars. Yeah, because uh, the first one was very a lot of great guest stars in the first one. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun, and it's kind of a different world now. Just in that short whatever it is seven years um the world has changed so much in that you know spongebob spongebob wasn't nearly as global then as he is now that's true like now now he's really managed to uh be completely you know to blanket the earth He's, he's pretty much in every country and and that wasn't quite the case in 2007 and so he's known in parts of the world now that he was not seven years ago and i think it's going to be um you know it's going to be really exciting to see uh you know to see uh see what happens with the movie also you know uh, all the you know the way you sell a movie with all the social media and all that was not nearly uh in place then yeah. like it is now yeah. So the funny thing is it doesn't, you know, when you're doing a character like Spongebob and cartoon characters in general, you don't notice the passage of time. You know, I'm saying as the actor, you don't. So, you know, it doesn't seem like seven years ago that we did the last Spongebob movie because I've kind of never stopped doing Spongebob. Mm -hmm. You know, you sort of lose track of time (laughs) in a a good way. (laughs) You know, you you know, we might as well think of it you know, six months ago that we were doing that last movie and then you realize it was seven years. Yeah, that's crazy. 
I mean, it, it, it's been, what, 99 is when it first came out, right, the show? Yeah, and, you know, we did the pilot, a seven-minute pilot short in 97. Oh, man. Oh, and then it kind of languished around and kicked around the, you know, Nickelodeon and waited for green lights and, you know, people to, executives to, to, to rubber stamp it and all that. So, you know, I've been living with SpongeBob for, you know, since 1997. That's so, crazy. You know, how old, uh... I, you know, what I do is uh, I have a kid that was born in 1997, so uh-huh. people ask me how long I've been doing Spongebob, and I just, I figure out how old he is, and then I know that the same <laughs> number is how long I've been doing Spongebob. <laughs> Let's see, he'll be 17 in October, so yeah, it's 17 years. That's hilarious. 2014 will be 17 years. <laughs> All right, before I, before we, I let you go, I saw that you're going to be involved in a Rocky and Bullwinkle project. What is that about? Yes, you know, that's a really good, uh, that's a question that I have to uh, uh, do some follow-up on, because we did a Rocky and Bullwinkle short, a CGI short, at the time they were making the Peabody and Sherman movie. Okay. And what I thought was that it was going to precede the Peabody and Sherman movie at the movie theaters. Uh And it was myself doing Bullwinkle, you know, which was a bug. I never really got to do Bullwinkle. So it's uh, fun to do him, and uh, one of my favorite shows of all time. And Rocky was played by Dune Foray, the original Rocky the Flying Squirrel, yes. and Natasha, legendary, you know, in her, you know, still uh, spry and beautiful in her 90s. Good to hear. And um, for some reason, uh, it they didn't, I think I, they were holding it back. I think for good reasons. I don't think it was a disaster. I think they were like, we want to do something else with this, maybe, who knows. I'm hoping maybe turn it into a TV series, because... Uh, it would be fun to do Bullwinkle. Yeah, I mean, you did a I've great not job. Seen, I've not seen the short, although people I know that have seen it, including Jerry Beck, the animation hmm. historian, uh, really liked it. You know, and he, he's a tough audience for, yeah. for that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, he gave it his seal of approval, and most importantly, gave the voice his seal of approval. Said, oh, wow, really? I didn't realize the highest compliment you can give a guy like me. I didn't realize that was you. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> you know that's a, that, that's the highest praise you could give me. It's like, hey man, I, I, I until the credits ran, I didn't realize that was you. And then I go, yes, you know that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want you don't want people to bust you every time. So yeah, that's uh, the Rocky and Bullwinkle short. Where it, it's it's there, it's done. Somebody's got it. So uh, they're they're holding it back for something, but I, they're pleased with it. And then, uh, you know, Adventure Time is continuing into season six. Yes, I love Adventure Time, but I don't watch very many modern-day cartoons, but Adventure Time is one of the best. Have you watched Clarence? No, I haven't. Clarence is great. It's got the feel of an old-school cartoon. Oh, good, it's good, got, good. It's got, it's got kind of a Hey Arnold uh, vibe to oh, it. Oh, nice. I love Hey Arnold. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so, uh, so yes, watch Clarence on Cartoon Network. I do, uh, I do uh, the main character is a little kid named Clarence, and okay. he has a... He has a little friend, this feral, you know, trailer park kid friend named Sumo that's played by me that, uh, you know, kind of, kind of me doing uh, those little nephews of Popeye's. But we don't like skinny like Popeye. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Clarence is, is going on. Uh, uh, Brickleberry, which I'm recording this morning for mm-hmm. Comedy Central that Daniel Tosh produces for, for Comedy Central. Uh, very adult cartoon. Don't yep, let your kids yep. watch that one. Yeah, I see. I see and, trailers uh, for that. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the more kid-friendly side, I'm doing a, a show for Disney called Miles from Tomorrowland that has not uh, started airing yet, and uh, another uh, uh, young skewing show for for Disney called Henry Huggle Monster that's for uh, 
you know, for real little kids, probably, you know, in the, in the five, six, seven, eight year okay. old range. Okay. And, um, trying to think what else I got going on. Um, I know, I know there are, I know there are other things. Um, we're, uh, yeah, just, just, just keep on, uh, keep on knocking out those, those, uh, those series. I'm a, I'm a cartoon fan like you and I love, uh, I love I love the old stuff. Yeah, can't get enough of the old stuff. No, and and you know I love that it's all, you know, or not all of it, but but a lot of it is out there for to be uh, watched by uh, by kids today, you know. And then uh, uh, some of it isn't out that that I wish would come out. I'm sure you have your Holy Grail. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you have your Holy Grail series that you wish would uh, get released to DVD. Yeah, actually, I was just—I interviewed uh, Bill Cop last week about Eek the Cat, and that's one of those right there. I wanted to release on DVD. Oh, love Bill Cop! Uh-huh. Yeah, he's yeah, he's really—he's really great, really talented. Yeah, Eek the Cat—that's one that, you know, God, you're like—I can't believe you know, you know, it's like all 17 seasons of Too Close for Comfort are out on DVD. But these cartoons No kidding! Know? No kidding! Like, really, you really need Mr. Belvedere, the complete series on, on DVD, and there's no—you uh, know, there's no. Uh, you know, uh, complete uh, Betty Boop set. Yeah, out yeah, there. seriously, seriously. You know, like you know, this this is our this is our historical cartoon heritage. Come on, <laughs> Betty Boop is my uh, holy grail that is I it? come out on a, in a definitive like they did with those Max Fleischer Popeyes on DVD. Yep. yep. You know, it, I guess those didn't sell uh, as well as they wanted. So, or maybe I, I guess if Popeye's not sell, not going to sell, then Betty Boop. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's a like shame a bad though. Risk for them, they're like, like okay, Pop, Popeye is actually this iconic visual guy that's still out there. You still see him on T-shirts and things, but uh, you know, Betty Boop is too, though. You see her image a lot, mm-hmm. but I wonder that um, you know, I wonder if people. Uh, even know that she used to be an animated cartoon. So she's just this, this thing you see in gift shops. Or, know, or maybe a, just a character a from... Tin signs. Or maybe just a character from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you know? Exactly, exactly. You, you know what? You're right. A lot of people's familiarity probably... And even that was 20 years ago. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> so, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so uh, if anybody's listening to this that has the power to put Betty Boop on, <laughs> give me a call. You'll get two sales right here. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah, that's my 15. So can I get you to close the podcast as, uh, let's do SpongeBob and Ice King. Sure. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, happy uh, two-year birthday, anniversary, whatever you want to call it. What are you calling it, Tim? You know, I called it both. I don't, I don't quite know if it's quite a birthday or maybe it's, it's going birthday. So Cool. So so can I close with that? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. This is SpongeBob SquarePants saying happy two-year birth anniversary to Saturday Morning Rewind. <laughs> Good, Gary. Wait, we have to do an Ice King one, too. Hey, everybody, this is the Ice King. I am so happy that Saturday morning... Well, wait a minute. Hold on. Gunther's bugging me. Hey, this is the Ice King. I just want to say that I am so happy that Saturday Morning Rewind is celebrating two cartoonful years in the world. Oh, such a beautiful baby. That's going to do for this episode. Please remember to follow me on Facebook and Twitter. And please, please, please leave an iTunes review. All those links can be found on my website at SaturdayMorningRewind.com. I'll see you guys next time. 
Sometimes movies and television adventure series like this one make it seem as though shooting a gun, fighting, and taking chances are fun and exciting things to do. And what's more, the good guys never get hurt. But in real life, people do get hurt, even killed when they fight or use guns. Make-believe can be fun, and there's nothing wrong with imagining great adventures. But never forget that when it's the real thing, someone can get hurt. Even the good guys. Even you. Thanks for listening to the Saturday Morning Rewind. And that's all, folks.